in six months from now, when that post is buried um, and they go to your website, they're, they don't, they still don't see themselves, but just like really integrating these things and all, all over the place, updating your, um, your brochures that you send out, if you have images in them, um, uh, you know, updating them so that they're blended and people continue to see themselves in it, then that it sends a message in and of itself and people don't necessarily have to, to ask. Yeah. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. Hey, everyone. Um, today, Rachel and I are... Um, are taking a little bit more of a back seat, but don't worry, we're still going to be talking a lot because uh, we love to talk. Um, but uh, if you haven't heard, we are in the middle of the next uh, civil rights movement right now, and we are, you know, this this time for for people like Rachel and I, it is uh, time to be a little bit more quiet and to amplify voices of our black brothers and sisters and to help get their voices out there um, and to be heard. And today our guest is a wedding planner. Um, She is based out of Washington, DC. She is also a public speaker and educator and a community servant um, in the DC area and does all of the things. Um, Business coach too, right? Yeah. yeah. And a fitness coach. Okay. Yeah. Business, we'll just... business, not a fitness coach. Oh, okay. Okay. I was no, like, business okay. Cool. Coach. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't help you with Okay. Well, yeah, we'll just put all the slashes in your title. <laughs> I know. So many titles. It's awesome. Yeah. Maybe you'll start a fitness coach. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so today we're talking with Faye Shola Ogunfemi, and uh, it's so good to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much, guys, for having me on. Um, yeah, I mean, I was really excited, you know, to get your invitation. Um, it's always, you know, obviously there's a lot going on in the world right now, so it's always yeah. nice when people reach out to you and ask for you to join uh, their platforms, um, you know, and especially in this kind of a time, because it's, it's always great to hear from people who are receptive and who want to learn um, mm-hmm. versus, like, feeling like you're, like, you know, you're, you're trying to force it down people's throats. So I definitely appreciate you guys for opening up your platform and, you know, and even wanting to talk about this topic um so i guess i'll just introduce myself really quickly thanks that intro was was perfect uh mine is the fitness coach i cannot help you with your fitness i don't have i don't have it Uh, i'm I'm figuring it out myself um but uh yes like the 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 intro is perfect i'm a wedding planner um i've been doing this now for for nine years and change um so i'm excited by celebrating my 10-year anniversary next year um and I, believe it or not, studied computer engineering in undergrad. Um, and after college, you know, I've always done creative things. After college, I did a beauty pageant, um, a Nigerian beauty pageant, a Nigerian. And I ended up winning. 
Nice. So I wanted to do this big service project and do this big, um, this big gala. So it wasn't like, oh, I just won and like disappeared. So I uh -huh. did this big service project. And when it was over, I remember being so sad because like after graduating college, I spent all my time outside of work, you know, focusing on the, the pageant. Then after that, I spent all my time focusing on this gala. And when that was over, it was like, I didn't really have the creative outlet that I realized I've always had, you know, through clubs and stuff. And I realized I wanted it back. So I decided to go to school for event management at NYU. And I started the company about halfway through the program. And wow. I've been going ever since. Um, so since then I've moved to the DC metro area and, um, Let's just say there were many people in this area who did exactly what I did, the exact niche, <laughs> the exact target market, like everything. So I basically had to figure out, like, am I going to just cave and like run away and just focus on engineering or do I just, you know, double down and learn how to market? And that literally is when I really had to like put a lot of stuff. I'd always done like, you know, the free webinars and just learn stuff. But that was when I was like, I have to start putting this stuff to use and study more and all that. And that's mm -hmm. pretty much where I coach from is that period of figuring out like how to pull myself up <laughs> to a place yeah. where people could see me and, you know, and where like people know my brand, um, know my business. And it's, it's so amazing. A few years later, I started getting asked to speak about, you know, West African and multicultural wedding. So it's like I went from no one really knowing me and being the new kid on the block, even though I wasn't necessarily that new um, mm -hmm. to, to that. So that's pretty much where I speak from because I feel like there are a lot of people in that exact position who don't feel heard in their businesses. Um, and that pretty much is why, you know, I like to speak and teach and all of that, um, especially about marketing, about systems and things like that to help other people. So um, I'm definitely excited about being here today to talk with you guys. Um, since then, I've kind of pivoted my business again. Um, we, we do a lot of cross-cultural weddings. Weddings at this point, um, intercultural weddings. So, like we've done an Ethiopian and Pakistani wedding, Nigerian That's and so Jewish. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've done yeah. Trinidad and El Salvador. So we do a lot of blended cultural weddings, which I love. I think it's amazing. Yeah. You know, oh it's my really gosh, nice. I hate the cleaning that goes on behind the scenes to try to like make sure both cultures are seen and heard during mm -hmm. that special event. Wow, that's yeah. so impressive. Yeah, that's generally the, the whole goal is making sure both cultures are seen and heard. Um, and then late last year, I decided to do a YouTube series. So I do have a YouTube series. Um, it's called The Modern Multicultural Wedding Show. And you basically get to see the planning process and the actual weddings. What? So for anyone who's looking for something to binge watch, find The Modern Multicultural Wedding Show on YouTube. Oh, um, it's on the Statue <laughs> channel. Like, and if you're ever curious, you know, what a Mexican and Nigerian wedding looks like, you can see it. On the YouTube Absolutely. channel, you know, and and we also show you a little bit of the behind the scenes process and stuff too. So, and our couples are really funny. So that's actually a big part of the reason I started. They're really <laughs> funny people, and I was like, people need to see how funny my couples are. So awesome. <laughs> they will keep you laughing. Awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I feel like we uh, like tend to um, attract people um, who like have similar characteristics to us because like you're you're super uh like fun and bubbly and smiley like you've been smiling this whole time while you were talking <laughs> um and like i feel like whenever we put ourselves out there we kind of like attract yeah attract people like that so um it's i i would not be surprised that your couples are like really fun and and yeah. funny and you would want to show that off yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely they are funny they keep me laughing so <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess to that end, yeah, I, I decided to, you know, 
launched my YouTube channel this year. I mean, I've posted a few things, you know, we've all posted things on YouTube before, but mm -hmm. I decided to actually like really launch it a few months ago before I knew we were going to be quarantined. Um, so I've been <laughs> <laughs> and so I've just continued to just put out things that I think will help people. And last week, this week, actually, actually you guys move pretty fast. Yeah. This week was when I published the video about how business owners can, um, can, you know, support the Black Lives Matter movement. I, I had something else planned for the week. And mm. at first when that idea came to my mind, I was like, you know, I'm a black person, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm Nigerian, but I grew up here, you know, yeah. born here, raised almost entirely here with the exception of a few years in Nigeria. Like I'm a black person, I'm, an, I'm American, but I was like, I don't know if I'm the expert. You know, you always get, you always have that, that feeling yeah. before you publish something. And I said, oh yeah. Let me just speak what I know and what I think would be helpful. So um, that was pretty much, you know, why I went ahead and published that. And I think I'm that's really a about helpful talking. thing is, is for people. Like, I mean, you you live the life. You have that experience. Your, your personal experience means something and is important for people to hear your point of view. Yeah. Whether you're an expert, <laughs> quote unquote, or not, right. just, you, you are an expert because that is your life. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's even like similar. You can apply that anywhere like with us starting this podcast last year we like neither of us feel like we're experts in the field like we've we've both been in business for you know almost almost a decade kind of coming up to that mm -hmm. um but i don't know i feel like anytime that you're going to start something where you're teaching something um just about everyone has that feeling of like yeah but should I be like, who's going to listen to me? Am I actually uh, an expert in this field? Like, am I the person that people should be listening to? And it's always good to just like, do it. Because yeah. people need to hear your experience, because your experience is going to be different than whoever else is doing that. I mean, there are so many, uh, like photography podcasts, there are so many wedding well, and, centered, yeah. and levels uh, of experience, too, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's that's awesome yeah but, yeah and uh and then i i found you through um Rhea whitney who shared your uh youtube video on her uh instagram and i was like oh cool i'll go check this out this is yeah. like i definitely need to listen to this right now um and then yeah i don't know it's like your your personality and everything i was like we need to have her on the show this, this is <laughs> well thank you thank you no i mean i think this is a this is a it's a tough period you know to be honest like if yeah. it's it's hard to feel like you've been you haven't been heard for forever yeah. um and then now you know, I think people are feeling a, a, a myriad of things, right? There are people who are like, first of all, hurt is the first one. You know, I think that right now, obviously certain things have gone public with a couple of videos that have especially that have come out in the past few weeks. Um, and so people have had to see it. And so even just seeing it is traumatizing. But then there are those people, we, there are many of us who have seen and heard stories like this for forever but we just right. haven't been able to we just didn't have videos or didn't have proof or you know because obviously in the middle of a situation like that not everyone knows how to react so you may not stop to take a picture or take a video because it's it's, it's a shocking experience so there's so many things that have gone undocumented so there are certain people who feel you know okay 
all this time, you know, people haven't been supporting. And now everyone, you know, there's some people who feel like, oh, a lot of people are just jumping on the bandwagon, but they don't really care. How do we know mm -hmm. if you care? You know, putting actions behind your words. There are a lot of people truthfully who are tired from multiple things, tired from um, just the, the whole, just watching it and experience, experiencing some of the things that we've had to deal with, like, and actually see and see the videos and you're, we're playing it in your head over and over again is exhausting. You know, sometimes from people, well-meaning, you know, calling and saying, hey, what should I do? Or, hey, can you teach me about what's been going on for the past however many hundred years over and over and over again and having the text message, then a phone call, then, you know, a Zoom call and this and that. That in and of itself can be exhausting because you feel like, man, now I've become everybody's teacher <laughs> in addition to me trying to deal with what's going on right now. And I think that was part of the reason I created the video because <clears throat> there are some people who did reach out to me um, in a way that didn't make me feel exhausted. It wasn't like, oh, teach me this and that. It was just saying, hey, how best can I support you? Um, and I said, you know, let me just make a video in case there are some people who are curious, some people maybe even afraid to ask. I'm, I've, I've heard from people who are like, they're afraid to ask because they don't know what to say and this and that. Let me just make a video for anyone who's just searching for it to, to find ways that they, that they can support. Um, because the truth is that we do need, we, do, we need, two things, we need we need your voice and then we need your action, right? Um, and there's a lot of actions you can take. So you can pick the ones that work for you. Um, but, and there are a lot of ways you can use your voice. So again, you can pick the ones that work for you, but it's just, you know, at first it was, oh, no one's talking about it. Now more people are releasing statements because it's kind of become the cool thing to do to release a statement. But especially for me, when I saw, and I, I mentioned it in the, in the video, when I saw the statement from the NFL, it was kind of like, okay, maybe we don't need everyone to release a statement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, I, I was just like, this was, I don't know what they could have done as an alternative, maybe just not say anything. I don't know. But that statement didn't seem to resonate with a single person. Yeah. Um, you know, as it, it didn't show, it didn't align with their, their actions mm -hmm. as, uh, as a company. Because mm -hmm. you're like, you're saying one thing, but I've seen you do the exact opposite. So yeah. these words are not, you know, they're they're not coming across very good. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that that is probably at the heart of where most people's frustration right now is. Um, there have been a lot of town halls over the past two weeks, um, even within the events community, um, where where different people have come together and they've had panels and people are speaking. And it's been really good because it's a conversation. People are sharing their experiences, sharing um, epiphanies and things like that. Um, but the biggest thing I think is for some people just that, okay, so are you... <laughs> like getting to a place of, of feeling like, okay, I know that you are saying that you, you sympathize or that you care, but then like, are you going to support, you know? And, and the support yeah. isn't only in posting things on social media or releasing right. a statement, but it's also even in the really small things, right? Like where, you know, let's say you are working at, you're working on an event and let's say there's maybe only one vendor of color, right? Or maybe you have an assistant who is of color or something like that. Like just being aware that it's possible for there to be racist actions towards that person. And then if it happens, being willing to step up and say something, right? Mm. Because the truth, I mean, for me as a black woman, especially as a black woman who is a planner and I consider myself to be pretty soft-spoken. I'm direct. I'm, I'm an extremely direct person, but I don't, scream a lot 
Um, a lot of <laughs> vendors I've worked with have said that. They're like, I like you. You don't scream. I'm like, do other people scream? Like, I don't get it. Do other planners <laughs> just scream? Um, but I don't, I don't yell. But it's very, I always know that there's always that fine line of if I'm annoyed by something or frustrated by something or if I react to something that happens, it's, it's really easy for me to be labeled as a, an angry Black woman. Mm. Unless oh. someone else validates what I'm saying, right? If I say, right. hey, that was wrong that you did this and this, and then someone else comes and says, hey, yeah, no, that was definitely wrong. That was definitely wrong. Now it's wrong. It's not just that I'm angry, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially because I think there's just so many things going on. I think that right now, when you, when you think about race, it's it's so complex. Like there are people who there's so many people who are like, oh, I'm colorblind, right? So I don't see race. So that means it's impossible for me to have any bias towards you. But the truth is that we all have biases of some sort. We do. Yeah. We have biases, oh, yeah. even like going back to gender, you know, we have biases about all kinds of things where it, it will, it, it, unless you actively like look within yourself and undo those biases, they're going to come out. And then if you ignore them and just say, oh, there's no way I could have a bias because, you know, my, my, goddaughter is half black or this and, that, and you just completely ignore it then you're not breaking down those biases you're going to keep acting on them right yes. so i think that that's 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 you know i think that's like the biggest thing i don't think that the support that everyone is looking for is always in the name of I mean, obviously, it's good to highlight black black-owned businesses because, truthfully, a lot of times the people who who um, who who use our services tend to look like us, right? And so it's so which is a minority, right? So it's good to highlight black businesses. It's good to shout from the mountain tops and support. But even in those small moments, it also matters because you're you're helping people to to even realize their own biases mm -hmm. and change their own thinking. So I think that both of those are important. Um, and and there's there's yeah so sorry you can go ahead if you had a question <laughs> no that that's great yeah i um i completely agree with that i mean it's um something that that i found uh really cool in our local area they um uh, one of the i don't know i guess it's like an online kind of newspaper something i don't know they uh they do little articles and different things and they put together a list of all the black owned uh restaurants in mm -hmm. the area and we're like okay this is great like a lot of them i hadn't even heard of um and some of that is because like they're on a different side of town and we you know we don't really like drive downtown too much mm -hmm. um but we were like, okay, we're gonna like, let's make a point. Like these sound like they had pictures and everything. We were like, this that that cobbler looks amazing. That's <laughs> gonna be a place that we need to go um, like next week. Yeah. And um, and I I thought that that was really helpful that they like put that together. Um, and and like there were some resources for uh, for finding businesses that are owned by. Uh, by black owners um, because a lot of times like not every website has an about me section where it's like hey I'm the owner like mm -hmm. you know this is my face um, so it was cool because like there, we have a Krispy Kreme uh, donuts here in town and it's I don't know maybe been here for a year if that um, and we we like Krispy Kreme much more than Shipley's and uh, this town is very much this, <laughs> I don't know. okay Should yeah I don't Should think we have that in Maryland a local, a local <laughs> <donut> <laughs> <place>. <laughs> okay I figured it must be a local <laughs> okay I didn't know that yeah because we had them in Austin Dude, uh, but, I, but I guess they're like local here. Texas maybe yeah I um, started here 
So, but like we we prefer um, we prefer Krispy Kreme, and we go there anytime that we want to treat the kids to donuts. And it was cool that we saw that uh, Krispy Kreme is black owned, and we were like, "That's awesome!" Like we didn't know that because like cool. we don't know who the owners are. We deal with the person in the drive-through window. Um, so that was it was cool. We we're like, "All right, we're gonna go get some more." donuts and you know support these businesses yeah but, but yeah. yeah so so like um for for business owners um what is like what's the first step that we can take in uh supporting uh black owned businesses and supporting the uh black lives matter movement yeah i mean i think um it's so interesting because like in the, the video I, I put out, I think I put the first mm. step in speaking to your team, um, talking to your team um, and everything. But I actually put another step up, up before that and it kind of ties into a book that I've been reading for the past month. Um, and it's about emotional intelligence. It's called um, Primal Leadership. Um, okay. It's a book that someone gave to me I'm almost ashamed to say someone gave me this book over 11 years ago and I never <laughs> read it, even though I read so much, but that was just always something I just kind of, you know, tossed on the shelf, mm -hmm. but I ran out of books to read and Amazon was taking a long time to send my next stash of books. I was like, you know, what? this is, this seems like a good book. And most of the books I read are like leadership, entrepreneurship, faith, um, I'm a Christian, so faith, and then also maybe relationships. So I was like, this seems good. And I, and I, I had to ask myself, why have I, why have I not read this? So I pulled it off the shelf. It's like one of the last books I haven't read. And it's been really good. It's a thick book, but it's really good. It's on, it's by the Harvard Business Review. Um, it's really good, Primal Leadership. And it talks about emotional intelligence and how that's the key to leadership. And you know, it, it honestly, a lot of the stuff in that book, which I would recommend to anyone, um, it goes down to a very simple statement which is that before you can lead other people, you have to lead yourself. Like you have to like be in tune with what you think. You have to be in yeah. tune with how you feel and you have to be in tune with how you view the world. Um, and I think that maybe some of, I think, I, I think it's good to say something, right? To, you know, stand in solidarity, to, um, you know, you know, posting the black box, you know, posting the, um, you know, posting your support, shopping black from, from black businesses. But I think that in order to like, really like dig deep and to resonate with people, you have to believe it. Like you have to actually believe that, um, that black lives matter. Um, you have to believe that black lives are, um, do, you know, have historically not mattered to certain people, even if they have mattered to you. Um, you have to, you, you just have to like, you have to like actually like believe that in order to speak right. in a way that, that resonates. And then you actually have to want to help, which I think everyone jumps to that third part, but it's hard to help if you haven't like kind of um, addressed the first two. And I think that like reading that book, um, you know, in many ways, I think that I, I'm still growing as a leader, right? So that's why I read that book. It has, the book has nothing to do with racism, but it's, it's about leadership and really like being and being a, a leader that people can actually resonate with and I think that that's that's what's happening right now there are certain statements being put out that people resonate with mm -hmm. certain statements being put out that people don't resonate with and I think that in order for you to put out a statement that resonates with people that is not self-centered and that's not necessarily short-lived you have to like kind of address the first two and I mean we're all home for the most part um unless you're an essential worker and we're we're like just taking the time to sit in your thoughts and to maybe think about scenarios where maybe you could have I mean I can think of scenarios where I could have done things better it's not even about you know 
us being better, <laughs> black people being better than white people, ways that mm-hmm. you could have addressed situations better, like taking that time to reflect and then saying, okay, moving forward, like I want to support this movement. And then I think then it's easier to, to, to support um, other people. But I think the reason I jumped into, uh, besides starting with yourself, ta- talking with your team and that being important is because those are the people who are closest to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's very different when, you know, uh, I mean, I, I can think, and I was just talking about business owners in general, your team could be one other person or your team could be 10, 20, 50 other people. Um, if you have that one person on the team, you know, and maybe that person is black, you may notice like maybe that person just, you that person may start talking, you know, just, just having a conversation opens up your ability to just hear from them. Um, I think sometimes people just need to be hear, heard and um, feel heard. It may even open up conversation about ways that you can better support them in as as someone who works for you, right? Um, I think that, you know, bring it back to our industry. Um, we're in the wedding industry. There may be times that, you know, maybe you've had a second shooter or someone who just, who maybe didn't feel comfortable in a certain situation, right? Maybe when they got there, everyone looked at them a certain way and it was kind of like, oh, we didn't know you were going to bring this person kind of thing, you know? Um, and just just having an open dialogue about it. And an open dialogue doesn't mean it's your fault. Uh, it's just having a dialogue about it and being able to say, okay, now I can spot how, why this affects people on a daily basis and all of that. And then over time, you'll be able to see how you can support that person. So I think that having conversations with your team will help you to to identify things and bring it home, as opposed to making it a problem out there um, that I'm just going to put a statement and say I support those people, like being able to see where maybe it, it also touches your business. Um, so I think that's definitely a good first step, like talking with your team and just having conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, conversations are like, they're so important. Absolutely. Um, because a lot of times, especially with um, you know with topics of race and uh, and other things that you know make people feel uncomfortable talking, um, that some sometimes like conversation really does or all the time conversation helps, um, especially if you can go into a conversation and not uh, not be thinking like oh well I've got if they say something that you know kind of like hits me and I feel like oh well I'm not doing that uh, or I don't feel that way or whatever instead of you know trying to come back and justify your actions or feelings but just listening mm-hmm. and just having conversations with people and listening um, it's I don't know. It's, it's something that I learned uh, way too late in life. Um, and, and whenever I did, I was like, Oh, this is so great. Like I can talk with, uh, cause I'm, I'm also a Christian. Um, and, uh, and I've sat down with, uh, with atheists and I've sat down uh, with Hindus and other people of other religions and just had a conversation. I'm like, tell me about what you believe or don't believe. And, um, and whenever I, cause I, I would do that, uh, when I was younger and I was always just like, okay, well, yeah, let me tell me why, let me tell you why Christianity is the right answer. Mm-hmm. And let me, and, um, uh, and I wouldn't listen to them and I wouldn't hear their, their place, but then talking to them and hearing that, um, I know what it seems like a lot of religions, we all uh, kind of have the same ideas behind them of mm-hmm. like, if you're a good person, like 
you should be a good person and like you should treat people well and it kind of goes across the whole thing i don't know where i'm going with this uh but this is just kind of like my my mind just going down rabbit trails conversation. and stuff yeah conversation. yeah, yeah. Opening um, conversations are good even yes. if it's hard right yeah and and even if you don't know what to say um because like you know growing up in um in Texas in kind of like the rural area, I didn't have a lot of black friends, um, like one or two maybe in high school. And that was, that was about it. And, um, and we didn't really talk about race or anything cause it was, is an awkward conversation. Um, so going into college, I also, like I felt awkward Anytime, like, I, I was like, I don't know if I should say black or African American or like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. But having conversations, I was like, oh, no, like, we're, we're all the same. We're just, we're just people. Like, we can, we can talk about things and it doesn't have to be weird. Um, but, uh, well, but yeah, I, I think being okay with sitting in the uncomfortable is important too. To have Mm -hmm. these conversations where you know they might be uncomfortable, but being okay with that and being open to hearing whatever, wherever the conversation leads, I think is important too, because I think a lot of us, I think a lot of people um, shy away from those conversations because it, it can be uncomfortable, but they need to happen so that then it doesn't become uncomfortable. Like, so then it's not uncomfortable anymore so that it's just normal life. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I will say, I think that our, um, our Brian at least has done a good job with, you know, you were saying like when you went to school, you, you didn't go to school with a lot of people of color, but mm-hmm. our, our city um, tries to like, it's so systemic, you know, racism has been a thing where, um, like the schools where like the school is here and all these kids go here and the school is here and all these kids go here, that kind of thing. And our town has moved our stuff to where everybody, people from over here and over here and over here and over here all like in school so that they like integrate everybody that way. And so it's been really awesome to see like my kids, they, like, they have friends of all different races and and um and so I think that that's going to be really helpful for my kids as they grow up to see maybe be a little more open their eyes a little more open to what some people go through and be able to have those conversations a lot easier than say like you and I when we grew up where everything was almost segregated still you know <laughs> and mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm hopeful for our future generations and with this movement too it's so it's been i have a 16 year old and so seeing her um even her just getting involved in it and and um having conversations with her and and seeing her the conversation she's having with her friends has been really cool too so thank you yeah promote those with our kids too. That's our future generation. Yeah. And that's, that's where the biases start. Um, Mm -hmm. That's where thought processes start. Um, It's definitely the the way you speak to your, your kids about things. Um, And I think, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and, and, and that's another thing. I think that sometimes people don't learn, you know, from home that it's okay to, um, to, to, it's okay to just like acknowledge the past. Um, and so I think that sometimes people in adulthood, it's almost like maybe the first time they've really understood, um, you know, what, what black people go through. Cause you know, generally the civil rights movement is like one chapter in a history book, right? right. Like yeah. we study so much more 
like most people have taken your Euro history. Um, I didn't because I was, I took other, I was more geared towards the sciences. So I took more um, AP science classes, but most people took European history. Um, and we learn more about European history than we do about Native Americans, about African Americans, and about things that happen in this country, um, you know, and generally slavery is like a mention in a chapter. And, you know, we talk more about, you know, um, we generally talk more about Abraham Lincoln's role. And, you know, we just, it's just mm -hmm. different the way it's taught. So like, I, you know, for me, thankfully, even though I am, you know, I'm, I'm African, both of my parents, um, you know, both my parents are Nigerian, so they're, they're not, they didn't, you know, my parents didn't necessarily go through the civil rights movement at the beginning because they weren't here, but they made very clear that, you know, we live here, we are African-Americans and you need to learn your history. And truthfully, most of what I learned came from Black Student Union um, at, my, at my school, came through church because I went to a predominantly African-American church. And also the main source was through a collection of books that my parents bought for us about, it's like, like basically an entire book about Harriet Tubman, an entire book about uh, Malcolm X, an entire book about Martin Luther King. So we got to, and you know, and it was a big collection. We went to Oprah, Arthur Ashe, like basically both people, you know, from the past and even certain people who were more current to the time, um, just books about their lives and why their lives are significant and just understanding a lot of things, how they grew up and, and just so many things, which helped um, us to, 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 you know, fully understand where we come from and our history. Right. But I think that when you're not having those conversations at home, sometimes people just get hit with shock in their adulthood and they're like, oh, this doesn't exist. No one ever told me about this. Like, it doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. um, and then you sometimes even get the awkward responses, like, where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm ashamed to be white. And it's like, no one wants you to be ashamed to be white you know this is more about you just understanding where i'm coming from and trying to help me you know yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. trying to make change in the systems that are in place that i think people just don't even recognize that they're still happening mm -hmm. you know <laughs> so yeah we've um i actually john um taylor posted John's wife, Taylor, posted um, on her Instagram, her muted and listening, was a, a collage of different um, children's books to help children understand. And so I immediately like went to Amazon, like ordered like half of the books. <laughs> uh, I want our four-year-old, like I want to start having those conversations with our four-year-old. My older kids, like they are, they're having conversations with their friends. And of course we're talking with them too, but the, you know, they have access to like YouTube videos and you know things like that that they're they're inundating themselves um which is awesome um for them but I want to start that conversation even at four with him yeah 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 and even like some of those books um they just have like uh lead uh lead characters of color because mm -hmm. um, yeah. like we we were we were looking through I mean we have probably like 80 kids books at least they're all over the place especially when our two-year-old gets into the bookshelf and then they're literally all over the place <laughs> um but like we were we were asking ourselves like okay these these books that we have are there you know characters of color are there lead characters of color what are the stories a lot of them are animals you know ducks and right yeah and stuff. uh but um but yeah that list uh like we 
we bought just about everyone on there um and uh and we're we're really excited to read that with i mean our, our oldest is five um so we've been having a lot of conversations with him um not uh I don't know, not not as deep as you know, like Rachel with with your older kids, but um, but what we can talk about and um, and yeah, I'm I th- I think that starting like just even seeing um, different people of color in your books that you're reading mm-hmm. um, can help shape your mind, especially at a young age, where if you're reading books and it's like okay everyone here looks like me um but then you start going to school and you're like okay well they don't look like me like mm-hmm. what's the, i don't know anything about them um so that's that was actually one of the things that i'm loving for later at the end of the episode uh, was that list um uh, of all those books but um but yeah <laughs> so yeah but um okay so for for like the wedding industry um as like for photographers or uh really any um you know any uh wedding vendor uh if you don't have a diverse portfolio um uh either you know for whatever reasons and you want to diversify your portfolio would you recommend um like setting up styled shoots with people of color or like advertising or something like what what would be some good ways of of uh of kind of like reaching out to couples uh multicultural couples uh multi interracial couples all those uh just to get not not just to get the photos but to like diversify your portfolio um to to align with uh what you believe yeah i mean i think that's a really good question um it's it's it applies especially for 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 anyone in the wedding industry but especially like photographers and makeup artists i think um Mm. as far as like how to diversify i think that you know truthfully brides and grooms are really busy um and they usually don't really aren't able to imagine that far out. So they need to see examples, right? So I don't know that my first recommendation would be to take out an ad and I mean, definitely support. We do have um, publications by, um, you know, that primarily, um, you know, promote black um, couples and black vendors. We have Munaluchi Bride, um, which I've been featured in a couple of times, Be Collective Magazine, Black Bride 1998. Those are great magazines, but I don't know if I would take out an ad with, Mm -hmm not black people in it right? Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and put it in that. So I definitely think that starting with a styled shoot is a great start. And again, the reason that I wanted to pick, you know, reel back and say it's great for makeup artists and photographers is that people have real concerns around that, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. This goes back to that whole statement of being colorblind. You, you kind of can't be colorblind, especially when it comes to something like photography and makeup, because people want to know that you can match their shade if you're a makeup artist, right? So like they need to see examples of you doing makeup for other people that look like them and knowing that, okay, it looks good. The shade matches. This person doesn't, you know, their, their face and their neck are the same color, you know, all those things. And similar with photography, mm-hmm. that the lighting is right right so i think a style shoot is a great way to show people like yes this is what i can do you know and and it's it's beautiful um i think also you know keeping it, it just shows a lot in that sense it shows a little bit about aesthetics as well like just just you know taking a look and saying like okay this is what you know people would want to see you know like i think that 
you don't want to just, for instance, you don't want to just, you know, keeping in mind different things. Like let's say um, a lot of times, and I mean, this goes across races, but like if someone, you know, if you, do you want to accentuate curves, right? Like, you know, people, mm-hmm. black people tend to be a little more curvy, you know, I'm slender. So I'm not the greatest example, but, a, you know, a lot of us tend to be more curvy and we don't hide them. We accentuate them, right? right? So again, if you're doing a style shoot, bringing, being mindful enough to have the right kind of attire to like, to really like show the bride or the model in the shoot in a way that would resonate and that would really like make sense and really like attract someone who is not. Um, I think that there are lots of really great stylists. There are really great people. And I definitely think that if, if that's your goal, I think definitely collaborating with um, at least some vendors of, who, are, who are black and who are from that community is great because it's great to highlight, you know, um, dress salons, you know, that sell to, to black people um, mm-hmm. or who are owned by a black person and just all of that. So you definitely, so I, I definitely think that's a good start for sure i don't think there's anything wrong with it i don't think there's any reason to be ashamed or embarrassed about it because i think that at the end of the day that's the whole point of a style shoot is to show right. that you can do something yeah. that's outside of what you normally do um because again people need to see examples so yeah i mean yeah speaking to that like i i mean i re- i distinctly remember a conversation that i had with someone at a um at a bridal show and they were looking through my albums and I just don't have a lot of diversity in my um, portfolio, not because I don't want it. I just don't have it. And, um, and that conversation, she was like, well, I just can't see if you would be able to photograph my skin. Right. Like if it would come out. Right. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Like you need to be able to see it. I I know that I can, but you need to be able to see it. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I actually had a whole style shoot planned right before COVID hit. We had to keep it up. So upset. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I mean, I think think it's important. Like, there are real concerns, you know. And I I think even as, even, you know, even when it comes to wedding planning, like, there are real concerns. There's a reason that people come to me a lot for intercultural weddings. They have real concerns and they want to know that. Like, I have answers for it. Um, People want to know that you're not going to have you know, there's just so many things people just want to know. So like if people see that I'm working with people of different cultures, they know that I'm not going to be biased against them because of certain cultures or certain things that they want to do that are not typical to weddings. So it's just all of that, just having that peace of mind. So just showing that experience helps. And it's, it's, you know, people will, I mean, there are people who, who use, you know, non-black vendors, so yeah, as long mm-hmm. as that person can show that they understand, you know, what you want and that they can deliver really, um, which is more important. And then, you know, I think that's a, a big one. I definitely think style shoots are good. I definitely think that supporting um, magazines and even supporting events helps mm-hmm. sometimes um, that are, you know, that are targeting um, that African-American community. Like sometimes there are bridal shows. Like I know, for instance, I think Black Bride uh, magazine sometimes does bridal shows in certain locations. Um, just supporting, taking out a booth or taking out an ad or doing, I don't know if they do gift bag giveaways, like just whatever it is that they do, just offering things um, is a cool way to show people like, hey, we're here on purpose, you know, um, and, you know, we want to, you know, we want to be part of what you're part of. Um, And and with that, not only are you supporting, you know, the black owned businesses, you're making it very obvious that you're not uncomfortable, you're not afraid, like, and that you really Mm. want to service, you know, um, brides and grooms of color. Yeah. 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 And that, that makes a lot of sense as I've, I, <clears throat> excuse me, as a, uh, 
you know, as a white male, I see myself all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I've never really had to, to ask like, Oh, would you, would you like, how could you, I, I will see, you know, just about everyone's going to have like some white guy in their portfolio and be mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, my, you can photograph my skin tone. Um, as I remember the, is uh, the first year I was in business, I had a biracial couple um, come to me and they're like, hey, so, um, you know, I'm black, he's white. Can you photograph us together without like blowing out his skin or, uh, yeah. or making me just look like a shadow? And I was like, yeah. I, I said, yes uh you know because i knew that i could but i did not have that in my portfolio um and i think like rachel and i have talked about this on the podcast many times mm -hmm. is like show what you want to book mm -hmm. and um and that goes the other way too is you have to show um like you have to show um who you'd want to photograph um and um yeah, I've, I, I, I think that uh, I, I'm glad that you were like, yeah, style shoots are a good way to do that because, because mm -hmm. um, I, I was trying to think of you know anyone who, because uh, like the first year I was in business, it was you know just I just had white couples, um, and that's what they saw in my portfolio, and then they hired me because uh, they were like, okay, you can photograph me, but if that's what you've been doing over and over again, like having doing setting up a styled shoot even if it's just like an engagement shoot um just to yeah. have like some photos to yeah. show like hey i can photograph you and um and it takes away that uh, that kind of awkwardness of to i'm gonna have to ask yeah you know yeah. would you because i mean we live in the south and mm -hmm. there are people i have had uh, some very interesting conversations this week uh, with, yeah. with friends of mine that I was like, oh, wow, you, you think this way. Okay. Um, but, uh, but that's like, that's a question, you know, uh, with, uh, with, with people of color and um, with like LGBTQ mm -hmm. uh, community, if they're not seeing each themselves in your work, they may not ask and they no, may just no like be uncomfortable at their own event right, right. exactly so, it, and that's mm -hmm. that's like you being at a bridal show that is for you know that that is put on by a black magazine or something or you taking out an ad or you um you know you just doing a styled shoot you know because all these things have different budgets tied to them mm -hmm. or you just doing a styled shoot and posting on your social media, updating your website as well. Like that's a big one. I think a lot of times people mm -hmm. post things on social media and forget the website. So in six months from now, when that post is buried um, and they go to your website, they don't, they still don't see themselves, but just like really integrating these things in all, all over the place, updating your, um, your brochures that you send out, if you have images in them, um, uh, you know, updating them so that they're blended and people continue to see themselves in it, then that, it sends a message in and of itself and people don't necessarily have to, to ask. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say for, for anyone who's listening to this and you're like, I want to set up a style shoot right now. Um, I have found that if you reach out to people and say, Hey, I want to do this style shoot. I think you would be perfect for it. You don't even have to say like, have the 
awkward conversation of hey uh or like put out a you know an instagram story saying hey i'm looking for a black couple to do a photo shoot um because you know that can be awkward for you awkward for them you can find people on instagram and like dm them and just be like hey i'm putting together a styled shoot i think you and you know your partner would be amazing for this let's do it um because i've i've done that with with other people like whenever i travel that's what i do um as i just reach out to certain people and like hey i want to do this thing i'm going to be at this place i think you would be perfect for it and then we can set up something um but that i that's a, a super easy way to uh to set something up um and uh, yeah, and like you to... said, it can even be an engagement session. So you can you can mm-hmm. find couples and just reach out and be like, "Hey, I would love to just offer you guys. Uh, I'm I'm trying to I'm doing a styled shoot or whatever. I want to do a styled engagement shoot. I would love to offer yeah. you guys a session. You get free pictures out of it. I mean, that's so easy. And what a great way to bless them too, like with, mm-hmm. with oh, some yeah. pictures, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Same thing goes for makeup artistry or or any other category. This can be used for any category. I find that the categories that people are most, that people have, let me say, technical concerns around are those two, are the photography and the makeup. Um, People do have concerns around planning because they're like, they want to know you can connect them with people who understand them. They have concerns around video, around everything, food and this. But the most technical ones tend to be around like, can he, can they get my lighting right? Is my makeup going to match? You know, all uh, those things. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Cool. Very cool. So, so for, um, you know, for the listeners, for us, um, as we're, we're kind of uh, leaving today, what are, like, what are, like, some good, like, three steps? These are some things mm-hmm. that you should do, like, today this week start moving this way yeah definitely some things i would consider doing today number one having a conversation with your team um even if your team has no diversity um that doesn't make Mm -hmm. you an evil person still have a conversation with your team about it uh, about what your stance is what you what you believe and making sure you have an open space where people can talk if they have something they want to share um and the second thing um and really being willing to listen and not be defensive um that's like the key thing there because your team is going to inform you the most about where where you your business can can support can do better all of that so really being non-defensive and and truly listening and if everyone's just silent probing with questions like okay can you does anyone can anyone think of any scenarios of how we can better serve our clients while we're on the job, better serve our clients behind the scenes, like when we're not on the job. Mm-hmm. Like, can anyone think, like, just are there ideas that you have in general about how we can, you know, work better in the community, asking those probing questions. The second thing is, don't forget about your partners. Um, and I, I would define partners as what our, our community says, our vendors. Um, so your vendors, right? Um, yeah. Your planners that you work with, videographers that you work with, whoever else you work with, just reaching out and just saying, hey, I, I wanna see how you are. Um, also, it helps if there are things you've been doing, if you're like, hey, you know, I'm speaking out, you know, I'm, I'm having conversations with people. Um, it doesn't hurt to start with that, to let the person know that you are already active, because it helps the person to know that 
you know, right now, many of us are being inundated with what do I do next? What do I do next? Be my yeah. teacher. And it, you saying, I've already done these things helps them to understand that maybe you're not reaching out just for answers. Maybe you're really reaching out for support. And then just saying, if you have anything else you'd like for me to do to support you, let me know. Um, and just let them know that you're there, right? Because I think that our relationships do matter. And just, um, you know, especially reaching out to those, those partners of yours of, of Color, just let them know that, that you care, um, that you, you, you've, you've seen them before, you see them now, um, and you just want to be there. And the third thing I would say is if, you, if you're going to release a statement, um, go ahead and do it however is comfortable to you, whether it's on social media, whether it's an email blast to your community, et cetera. But the reason that I do recommend going through the first two, two steps first is because if there are things um, about you that literally maybe you just didn't recognize you just hadn't thought about before, you'll like better understand um, yeah. things that you can address um, and, and even put them out there, right? And, and express to people like, you know, we're, we're committed to, you know, to supporting people in the future. You know, we, we have in the past, we're com committed to digging down more now. I think that having those conversations with people that you actually know first will help you to give a more authentic uh, message later. So that's something that I would recommend. And I think all this can be done within a week. I don't think it has to be hard or long or drawn out. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that these are things, you know, you de definitely have the heart check and then release a statement. And then um, that way, by the time you release a statement, you, you hopefully already have ideas of ways that you can better support people on an ongoing basis. So it's authentic and, and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh -huh. Faye, it was awesome having you here on the show and getting right. to talk. So good to talk to you. Yeah. So, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was saying it was so great being on it. Oh, Thanks yeah. so much for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. So before we, we hop off uh, this conversation, we have um, a little thing where we talk about what we're loving uh, this week. Um, TV shows, movies, books, uh, whatever. I know you, you mentioned the uh, primal... Uh, leadership leadership okay yeah. i was like it was a primal marketing um <laughs> yeah um but um but yeah are there are there any things that that you would like to to share that you're loving this week yeah no it's a lot of things so it's so funny i actually don't watch a lot of tv like at all in general but obviously being quarantined i've been watching more mm. i'm kind of obsessed with the office i mean i've watched it before just whenever i happen to just whenever i happen to turn on <laughs> a little bit of a super I, fan so yeah it's crazy like i would and I, but the, the thing is that i've always watched it but just whenever it was on and whatever episode was on i never like watched it in order so mm. now binge watching the whole season in order is even more funny like with all the context and everything oh yeah but it's also like it's just it's like a crazy story but it's like it's also kind of sad because i don't think it's that far from reality like it's just really funny so i'm kind of okay. like that is definitely like as far as a show that i'm loving it's definitely that um especially, another show that i'm loving is insecure um, i'm not sure if you guys have watched it. it's on hbo okay. um but it's uh and that's actually a great show too you know it's it's the producer is black the writers are most of the writers are black um it's definitely um, a very black show um and one of the the artists on the show she has a comedy special tomorrow she's nigerian um her name's yvonne orji so i'm looking cool. forward to watching her special that gets yeah. released tomorrow um she actually recorded it in in the dc metro area um a oh, few months ago and now it's going to be on hbo so i'm really excited about watching that nice. on HBO. so that's definitely something i'm loving it's going to be tomorrow at 10 o'clock on okay. hbo um Saturday at 10 o'clock. So by the time this airs, it'll be out so you can watch it on the on a replay. And what else am I loving? Um, I am, I don't know, just, I mean, I've always loved nail polish. I'm still painting my nails in quarantine, even though no one can see them. 
and well, you gotta do that <laughs> <laughs> make yourself feel good you know <laughs> yeah and um I guess something else um, I'm definitely, oh, someone I'm, that I'm loving, uh, Monique Melton, uh, Mo Motivate on Instagram, at Mo Motivate. Um, I've always loved her. I mean, she's cool. We've gone out to dinner before. Um, and she's always taught about anti-racism, like way before it was cool or a thing. Um, mm -hmm. And there are people who signed up for her classes and, you know, and all of that. But like over the past week, like she's just blown up she got featured on forbes basically as an anti-racism specialist and her classes are selling out and everything so if anyone's interested in learning a little bit more about what anti-racism is it's different you know there's not being a racist and then there's anti-racism right so if anyone's interested in learning more about her anti-racism classes like she's definitely someone that i'm loving right now so oh, that's cool. is, a, is a great one mm -hmm. okay sweet cool. okay cool um rachel what are you loving um so space force okay <laughs> as you're watching it i mean obviously i'm a huge steve carell fan because I'm, yeah you know the office i'm a, mm -hmm. i'm a steve like, carell a, greg daniels back together yes and uh ben schwartz is on it too but he's so funny on it and yeah it's it's a fantastic show definitely recommend it okay. um I have, because we've kind of opened up a little bit more here. So um, since we've opened up, I have just been shooting like almost every day I've had sessions. So I have not done a lot of reading or watching TV or anything. It's a literal Space Force and, and the Goldbergs. I'm, I like got behind on the Goldbergs. I don't know if y'all heard that, that one, but it's so funny too. Um, those are kind of the, the two that when I go to bed, I, I'll put one of those on. Um, and that's pretty much it right now because cool. between working and <laughs> that's just all I got time for. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I also started watching Space Force uh, this week, got like a couple episodes in, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I was expecting more. Yeah, no, the first couple episodes I was like, uh, but I feel like, you know, the first season is always kind of like that. You know, if you look at The Office, the first season, people usually are like, I can't get past the first season. And I'm like, you have to get past the first season because then it gets so good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think they're just, it. they're still trying to find their character, you know, they're still like developing their character. So I'm sticking it out. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think it's going to be a really fantastic, uh, fantastic show. And I think we just need to stick okay. it out. <laughs> cool cool well then i'll stick it out i'll watch a couple more episodes i do love ben schwartz uh he's actually one of in one of my uh things that i'm loving this week is um he had uh so he and thomas middleditch uh who are both very big um middleditch and schwartz yes middleditch and schwartz uh is a show where they went uh around like touring as a two-person improv show and they just do like a full hour length show on just them improv a story yeah. from the audience and it's really cool uh we actually got to go see them when they were in austin what? um last year yeah and because I, I, I was like oh oh yeah i bought tickets the day that the the day that they I, okay i remember they saw I saw Ben Schwartz at uh, UCB in New York, uh, or no, I saw him in LA, um, and and he was amazing. It's it so was good. it was really good. It was in like his Parks and Rec days, um, yeah. but yeah, 
I highly recommend that. It's very funny. Uh, I think they have like three, four, or five episodes. Something it's on. Netflix. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I just heard about it because I of Justin Long's podcast. He just had well, he had Ben Schwartz on, and I'm I'm listening to that episode. I just finished okay. the episode actually. So nice. I heard about it, and I was like, oh, that sounds yeah. like fun to watch. Cool, <laughs> yeah. It's it's good. Um, and then I mentioned that list of uh, children's books. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier and uh, we'll have a list of all of those books uh, in the show yeah. notes uh, See, so and all of the things that we're loving uh, will be in the show notes as well. Um, also, I was um, recommended to watch Dear White People on Netflix okay. and I am loving that show. <laughs> it is so funny. Um, it is, it's, it's a comedy. Yeah, it is. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really great. Um, and I'm a I'm a few episodes in already. Like just started it yesterday. Uh, so what is that one about? I feel like I, I I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's it's set on a college campus uh, that's predominantly white, um, and there's like this like one black house where they kind of like put all of the um, all the the black students that live in this one house. And it, it's it's just uh, like each uh, each episode is a chapter, and it kind of follows one character oh. through um, three different things and like how they uh, inter intertwined and how like uh you find out that oh these two dated you know like years ago and then you know uh all that kind of stuff um but it's like it highlights a lot of the um a lot of the like underlying racial issues in colleges especially yeah um and uh yeah i i really like it it's it's it uh, it comes with a lot of humor so it's it's not like super heavy uh, yeah. even though they are um hitting on these uh heavy topics yeah so is is good i like it and it's on netflix so just about everyone has access to netflix yeah um but um yeah so so that's what we're loving we're gonna have all those in the show notes um faye before we uh tell the listeners bye um what are you doing where can people find you what would you like to plug right now yeah, no, that, thanks so much for that. Um, so yeah, I'm continuing to uh, produce my YouTube videos. So um, I was releasing a video a week, but now, at least for now, where I'm still home a lot, um, I've been upping that to two videos a week. Um, so I've been keeping up to that Monday, Thursday, a new video. So definitely follow me on YouTube. Um, my name is Faye Shola Ugunfemi. It's my whole name on YouTube. My icon is like a pink background plus me sitting sideways so if you're looking for that you'll find it there um you can also find me on instagram i do i think my instagram stories are are, are pretty entertaining so um so come so. For, come <laughs> for the fun. yeah i think my stories are pretty entertaining so you can come there um that's probably where the, the fitness expert came from because i have been working out quarantine, <laughs> but i'm not an expert i'm just trying to get me fit so um yeah so definitely instagram stories um my name on instagram is just my first name Faye Shala, f-e-y-i-s-o-l-a um so definitely make sure you, you follow me there um, if you want to see more of our wedding work, like more of our multicultural brides, mm-hmm. intercultural brides, it's Statuesque Event on YouTube. And you can also, uh, sorry, Statuesque Events on in Instagram. And you can also search for Statuesque Events on YouTube as well. So definitely check us out. You know, I'm continuing to coach for anyone who needs help with marketing um, systems in their business. That's something that I continue to do. 
Um, but I think that, you know, if you're, if you're just finding me for the first time, I think probably following on social media is the first start. Let's, you know, get to hear me a few times. And then later on, if there's something specifically you need me to help with, that's something that I'm always doing on an ongoing basis. So very cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. One, one thing that I really loved, uh, when I started following you is you sent me a voice message, mm -hmm. uh, just like DM me a voice message, uh, yeah. thanking me for following you. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. Like, this is like, uh, I felt very connected to you immediately. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like you, yeah. I mean, cause you have thousands of followers. Um, and like, I'll, I'll follow people with like 500 followers and they don't even reach out. And I was like, how is she reaching out to every single person following her? This is oh, awesome. Yeah, uh, no, it's something awesome. I wanted to do. I, I'm trying to find a way to be more connected with people because I, I am very, this may come as, I'm very introverted actually. Like I like to like just be silent in a, in a dark room, like quiet, mm -hmm. but I also want to be connected. Like I'm, I'm very social. So I've just been trying to figure out how can I connect with people, help people to see that like I'm a human being and all that. I've had You're people extroverted that, introvert. Mm -hmm. I know. Yep. Right here too. Yep. <laughs> so I, I've, I've found the voice notes to be helpful. Um, cause I'm not yeah. always dressed to do a video note. So I'm like, you know, let me just do a voice note. Just Tell that's awesome. what I'm feeling one take and send and just see what happens. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It was great. It was, it definitely, uh, it, it definitely made you stand out from, uh, from uh, other people on social media that, uh, I was like, okay, yeah. It's like, she cares that I'm, I'm following her. She cares. Like we have, we have a connection now. Like I heard your voice and you're like, Hey, yeah. uh, so it was, that's, that was very cool. That's a really cool idea to do that. Yeah. <laughs> all right well thank you again for coming on the show today and um everyone all the listeners we will see you uh next week yeah awesome. thanks thank so much you. guys for having me right. thank you bye bye, bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark photography podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark photography podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.